This is my hero academia, plus ultra. Mangani menus and more, plus ultra. So hello and welcome to the My Hero Academia podcast episode 6. I'm Sophie. And I'm Kendra. This week we'll be covering episode 52 of the anime, which is Shiketsu High Lurking, and manga chapter 192, The Todoroki House. Yay. Yay! But first of all, we have some news. Uh, the news is going to be that My Hero Academia and Brave Frontier, a mobile game, are having a collaboration. It runs from July 25th to August 22nd. Basically, Vidoria, Uraraka, Bakugo, and Asui are going to be in it. You'll be able to summon them for special collaborations, and they each have seven different outfits. And we retweeted it, but there is a picture going around of the whole cast in glasses. <laughs> and that's the entire news. Okay, cool. So let's get started with anime episode 54, Shiketsu High Lurking. This episode covers manga chapters 104 to 105, and then it has some pick and choose aspects of 106 that just follow the narrative line better. So the episode starts with a recap explaining where the students are and why they're here, as well as how the ball system in the exam works. We see again Miss Joke turning a razor of the other participants' um, goal of crushing UA at the start. And then we see them starting to do that, just throwing their balls wildly at the students while they bash them away. And Eraser tells Miss Joke that his students are in fact ahead of everyone else. We then get the episode intro at 3 minutes and 11 seconds. We probably start the episode with Miss Joke discussing strategy with Eraser. And she's saying that as they pass the test in order that they finish, it seems that rushing in would be the best strategy when really it's the opposite. Eraser then continues by explaining that communication, teamwork, and ability to gather information are actually the most critical. That's right. It's kind of funny that, like, Bakugo and Todoroki both kind of missed that, that they just both kind of went off on their own, so they, they're ones who kind of didn't learn that. Yeah, I mean, we see their fight separately, but I guess as... Todoroki was running off, he said that he ran off because he can't use his quirk as well in big groups. Mm. And then Bakugo didn't really give an explanation for why he ran off other than, this isn't a tea party! Yeah. But I guess his quirk, because of the explosions, and it goes into that, I guess, in the next episode, it's quite, explosions are quite difficult to do safely when you're around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, Eraser thinks that if they're seduced by the fee words of that there's only the first hundred that passed, then they'll miss those principles that he spoke about and have the tables turned on them. We then cut back to our heroes, who are currently surrounded by the attacking Ketsubutsu. Is that how you pronounce it? It's not, is it? It's no way going to be Ketsubutsu. I think so, because that's what I thought too. I'm like, how do you say this damn name? But I think Ketsubutsu works. Ketsubutsu. (laughs) Okay, we then see Yoshindo. I love his name. I'm not going to call him Yo or Shindo. It has to be Yoshindo. (laughs) Nice. We then see Yoshindo, who's looking very happy. And he said that it's not a surprise that the UI students aren't taken back by their attack, which is literally just standing in a group throwing balls at them. Yeah, and I wondered, like, does everyone... Do you only have three balls? But we see later that you can use other people's balls. So I wonder, like, I, I understand the ball rules. If they're just scattered on the ground afterwards, it would be pointless to be like, no, don't pick up those balls, just leave them there. But then how do they know who threw it? That's the thing. I guess they have the cameras, but you'd think like, the system would have to assign an info card to each ball or something. I don't know. 
they must have so many people watching mm. all those cameras to see. So then we see the blue guy, who I don't think we saw last episode, but to me, he looks like one of the most recent generations of Pokemon. Oh, yes! <laughs> yeah. We see him use his quirk for the first time. We learn that his name is Shikuku Makabe, and his quirk is stiffening, which, yes, I did laugh at. <laughs> but it doesn't work on living things, so he can't be dirty. No. He can make objects that he even needs or scrapes with both hands super hard. Um, his quirk seems slightly redundant to me, as he needs both hands to use it and movement. So imagine if time was of the essence, or he was in like a small space and he couldn't do the kneading, mm-hmm. or if for like some reason one of his hands were out of action, then, I don't know, what does he do? Can, can with one hand and some small movement, can he make it go slightly harder? Yeah. Because Ochiko's lucky that she just needs one hand, but to release it, she needs both. Yeah, but then at least she can, you know what I mean, she can use it to make it float, whereas he just, he's only got one hand, or he doesn't really have space or time. It doesn't seem like he could do it, especially in his second year. <laughs> yeah. You think in his second year, he could use just like one hand or just mm-hmm. a small bit of movement to stiffen it, but know, maybe I'm being mean. He's working on it, and he'll come back maybe, be like, now I can do it with a pinky. <laughs> I'd love that if he just has these five uh, little balls on each hand and just... He then throws the stiffened balls to a guy whose name we don't know yet, but he looked to me like some sort of emo poet. (laughs) Yes. Emo poet guy then proclaims that he may end up ahead of everyone else, but hopes that his teammates forgive him, because if he's not there and he takes other people out, they have less opponents. Didn't seem the most teamworky there, but you know. Whatever. And as he's saying that, he's doing some sort of dance, and the balls start glowing blue. He's doing it cool, like. He's being cool. <laughs> and then he finishes his dance, and he throws the balls, shouting, Target, lock on, boomerang, crescent, moon trajectory. It's a long sentence for one throwing moon. Yeah, he needs to have midnight time to shorten it. Just be like, boomerang, and throw it like that. That would be much better. <laughs> the balls go underground, but as they're going underground, we can see them like pushing up the rock floor as they pass, so the students kind of know where they're going, which doesn't seem too smart. No. Um, we then learn that Emo Poet is actually called Itejiro Tote- Toteki, yeah. and his quirk is called Boomerang, which allows him to throw objects in his hands at anything he wants, even underground. Yeah, and that's not how boomer boomerangs come back to you. It's not like they can, like, trap. They're not, like, drones. No, they need some Australian people to explain this. Yes. Um, this quirk, I think I'm just being mean about everyone's quirks. <laughs> Again, it sounds a bit <laughs> redundant to me. What would he do? Just throw things at other heroes to knock them out all the time? Or I guess he could throw something, like, he could, like, mislead people by throwing something in the opposite direction and be like, oh, he missed, but then it circles around and hits you in that kind of, like, classic thing. Or he could, like, he has to give pass stuff to people. Yeah, that's true. He mainly just be a throwing knife. Maybe he has knives or something. Or, like, not knives, but, like, nail. I don't know. <gasps> throwing knives. Oh, yeah. that just get a lot cooler. But I don't know. It would have to, it seems like it would have to be used just in fighting villains, because I don't know how it would be used in natural disasters unless he gets super strong and can throw, like, uh. rescue boats at people. <laughs> yeah, if you just have, like, pop-up lifeboats. Um, I guess it could be good for throwing supplies, or he could, could he throw heroes? So let's say, like, someone can't get across somehow. He can be like, I'll toss you. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there are a lot of work ways he could he could use it. I'm just being picky because I mean, Minetta's quirk seems really limited and kind of useless, but we've seen it actually be really useful in different circumstances. So for a rescue, Minetta could like make lifeboats out of his balls. Lifeboat balls. Oh, would you want to get in one of those? If you had to, you would. Yeah. No, I'd be like, actually, I'll be like, I'll pass. Sorry. <laughs> Because it would stick to you too, so that way you couldn't fall off. Oh, that's what they needed in the Titanic. That's what Jack and Rose needed. <gasps> oh my god. Minetta would have saved the Titanic. He could have even, like, thrown a bug. Could he make big balls? Maybe that'll be his <laughs> special move in the future if he, like, grows his balls really big. <laughs> Super ball. Oh my god. This is, like, we need, like, a list of movies that Minetta could solve with his quirks but keep going sorry Minetta big balls we then cut back to our group of heroes and they're trying to figure out where the balls are so they, they must have gone so far and they can't see them Jiro jumps in with her new technology and her new move which is heartbeat distortion where her earphone jacks connect into the sound amplifiers in her hands and when she puts them up against an object so that this time she puts it up against the ground and it amplifies the beat of her heart so much that the whole earth breaks apart and sends some of the... That's so cool. Yeah, it sends some of the ketsubatsu students flying, and also at the same time reveals where the balls are. The balls then start heading straight to Mineta, who panics, and Mina luckily is there to jump in and save him with maximum viscosity and solubility, acid veil, and she uses her acid to create a semicircle above Mineta, which dissolves the balls, but luckily only doesn't actually hit him. It just misses him by a small amount because, you know, I know, plot armour. Yeah, and she's, like, aiming it, I guess, now? Yeah. Mineta marks it's a great move, and Mina agrees that it is a great defensive move to put up a melty wall. <laughs> I really liked the translation choice of using melty wall. It's such a, a cute choice for her. <laughs> I also thought it was quite ironic that Mineta, who makes balls as a quirk, is now scared of some balls flying straight at him. <laughs> can't respond <laughs> i wonder if minetta should block off his targets with his balls oh so you mean throw his balls at the balls that are coming to him so that no. when they hit him it's just no like his target no he should put his own ball inside the target like his his head ball into the target so then no one else can put their balls into it oh so like in case in case the attacking ones into his purple ones you mean no, just just take his his purple ball. He has a little indent thing for balls to come into. Take his own like his ball from his head and put it in there, and it'll stick. I think. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. I was too simple there to understand it. <laughs> so you take the ball and he puts it in the hole. <laughs> Sorry, it's early or late or whatever time it is. Time is relative. It just sleep patterns are weird. <laughs> I'm very simple. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I think you're not like they have to be open, like they can't be concealed. They never, they don't really say anything about like covering your balls. <laughs> Why do you have to be balls? I'm just like every time. So much ball chat. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. Keep keep going. <laughs> um, we then cut back to Miss Joke, who is impressed by their ultimate moves, but Eraserhead just responds by saying, "Yes, of course, they've got ultimate moves." Mm-hmm. Um, as a, that, it's just a very small side note, but in the manga we see two other spectators who are having this conversation rather than Miss Joke and Eraserhead. Oh. 
I didn't like Yeah, that. I think I preferred it when, when it was the other spectators who we don't know, because I enjoy seeing random heroes and their outfits. Like, the random heroes that we see in the background of this episode were brilliantly whimsical. Same. Yeah, but we'll come on to the whimsical heroes when we see mm-hmm. them. Uh, we then go to Tokiyami, who is about to use his new super move, Back Abyss, but we straight away cut to Izuku, who's noticed him from the corner of his eye and remarks that the new name is both cooler and easier to say. I liked it, though, because even in these high-pressure situations, Izuku's still being a hero nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then see Dark Shadow uses piercing twilight claws, and it looks like the object of this attack was to use his large claw with a ball in the middle and just hit it onto someone else's target, which seems really brutal if it had hit, hit its mark. Yeah, it, was like, it looked like it would, like killed someone, to be honest. It was just like, what? Yeah, it would have just sent them flat back. Um, But it misses its target, who her body, half of it just sort of caves into her hips. And we learn that her name is Takami Nakami, and her quirk is telescope, which means that she can fold her body into a turtle. Again, telescope, I don't know where they got that name from. I guess it's like telescoping back, like how you fold in a telescope, the old-timey ones. Yep, there we go, that makes sense. (laughs) You've cracked it. Uh, And the narrator adds that it would make you feel faint if you saw it on a dark road at night. We don't get these explanations of people's quirk in the manga, and I really liked the addition in the anime. It's good, like, filler a bit, too, that it, like, helps, like, make it a bit longer. Like, it's it's nice. It's better than having, like, annoying stuff. Yeah, it's really useful filler. Um, We then go back to Yoshido just very quickly, who's impressed by the growth of 1A. And he says that they're not the same students that they watched at the sports festival. We go to sleepy official Miro, who announces that there's a stalemate in all of the areas and no one has passed yet. But if anything happens, he will announce it. Izuku is lamenting that just simply throwing a ball and seeing where it lands isn't really a good choice because everyone is both defending their targets and attacking other people's. Um, and because of this, everyone is still watching their opponents and looking for weaknesses before they go head first in. Mm. But now they're almost at the point where everyone knows, well, where they've gathered enough information, the real attacking can start. Yep. We go back to Miss Joke, who tells Eraser head off for being so condescending earlier, when he said that his students were further ahead than everyone else. She thinks that there are as many kids who want to be heroes as they are stars in the sky. Mm. And... The strength of their will has nothing to do with being famous. So if someone looks down on them and believes that they are stronger, then they could get the tables turned on them. Mm. I liked seeing the... As she was speaking, we got um, a scene of the Ketsubutsu students with some like mountainous area in the background. Mm. I wonder if that's where their school is based or if they just went there for special training. But either way... It looks really beautiful, and I want to be there. It's like, mountains are cool. place looks so beautiful. (laughs) Yoshindo then springs into action, telling his buddies to get out of the way before he uses his maximum force special move, Tremoring Earth. And it sends out massive shockwaves, which break up the whole ground. We see Ida, who tells everyone to run as he gets separated from Momo, Sue, Juro, and Shoji. Mm. It then looks like Koda, Mina, and Tokiyami get separated together. And Mineta, Sero, and Ojiro seem to get separated off together as well. And Ochiko shouts as Izuku gets separated from her. Aww. Aww. 
And one thing I don't get is that, like, Shindo is being so weirdly touchy that, like, when I was reading it week to week, I was like, oh, it's going to be related to his quirk. Like, whoever he touches, he'll be able to do something. But he just has earthquake power, and he's just, like, a weird person. Like, he's just a jerk. Like, why? it doesn't have any connection. Like, what was the point of that? Yeah, it was very tactile, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I wonder if he was trying to get them to think he was their friend before they attacked. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we learned that Loshindo's quirk is called vibrate and he can make anything vibrate however the aftershocks then transfer to his body so the stronger the attack the stronger the aftershock and it means that he can't move for a while so he should be down for the count yeah for a little we don't know how long for though but i was kind of thinking that given all the earthquakes and tsunamis and things in japan this tremoring earth could cause some real like it could cause some real damage couldn't it yeah, I guess it'd be better if like he could stop if he could like cause tremors and if he learns to be able to stop them, that might be good. But then if you stop oh, them yeah. and like cause like it might still it, but then it'll be bigger the next time. So maybe that wouldn't be good. But it might be like it might hurt him too much. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if he could use his tremors to kind of to stop the other ones that are coming on, maybe maybe they could stop some of the after effects, but not by much because I. He's not going to be able to stop the tectonic plates really, is he, from moving, which is what causes it. But No. I guess he could maybe lessen the effects. Yeah. It might be that he wouldn't be a good, like, inner city hero because he would... I don't I don't know how the tectonic... Like, where they are in Japan, but he would probably be, like, under orders, do not shock things near where they join or you will be, like, sent to Antarctica. Yeah. I guess he'd need to learn to... Re- to project them really well so if he was doing the earth thing he'd need to learn to project them so they're just on the top yeah. the top of the earth and they don't go too far underneath mm-hmm. um but anyway we then cut to see to shodo quickly and we see that he's gone to the industrial area and he realizes that the quakes he felt must have been from a student and not an earthquake mm-hmm. we then cut to some random participants that we haven't seen before and they're in an, an urban looking built up area one of them is dressed like a cowgirl yeah yeah and she's talking to someone who looks like they're in the traditional robes uh, and they're both wondering who the enemy is that created that and if it's just one school and then a girl who comes in who looks like she's in oh no the girl the other girl looks like she's in traditional robes and there's a guy in the middle that looks who looks like he's dressed as like martial artists yeah i wrote ninja boy and girl but i think you're more right with like traditional stuff or martial artists yeah but uh, the girl in the the traditional looking robes comes over and tells the cowgirl and the ninja not to lose focus because the enemy's close. Mm. Just as you say that, we see one large, ominous foot step atop of a building above them. Mm. But then we cut right back to Sleepy Mira. <laughs> um, and he's disappointed that not even one person has passed yet. We then go quickly back to the cowgirl, mm. who has to hold onto her hat, but not her ball, as a big gust of wind comes and sweeps up just the other students' balls, nothing else. That's good control. Yeah, can he talk to the wind like Pocahontas? I don't know. <laughs> oh yes, I need I need someone to like do fan art of him like singing. <laughs> Just like, oh. um, we then see them looking up at a large whirlwind that's gathering up all the balls, and this is when I saw the cockerel and the cat as the, rand- oh, yeah! the random participants looking up. <laughs> oh, it's a giant chicken. I loved them. They were because they were in the manga very briefly, but I I didn't notice them as much. But here, what can the chicken guy do? Is it like in the Legend of Zelda that if you piss off Chicken Man, he'll like destroy you and your entire? He just goes berserk. Like what's the what's the story behind Chicken Man? 
Oh, flying egg catapults? I don't know. <laughs> Imagine if he just collects all these eggs and lets them go rotten. That's his move. Oh, but it would... Knocks everyone out with smell. And also, there's a cat, and we know that there's a cat cop. Who I feel like his name's Sasha. I'm not sure. So I guess maybe they're related. Yeah, Sasha or Sansa or yeah. something. Do you think they're related? That's his kid. I think so. Because they even look the same color. Aww. Like, they're both orange cats, I think. Yeah, they are. That's true. But maybe there's a lot of cat people. Oh, I hope so. Because we see a spider later on, but... Creepy. Oh, I, I just saw you tweeted it as well, and I was just like, I don't like it. We'll get to Creepy Spider Boy. Uh, we then go back to the action, and we see all the balls getting sucked up, and somehow it's the work of Inasa who is passionately shouting that heroes need passion and all of the fights he's watching are so passionate and he <laughs> loves passion. They're all looking shocked at this one person who's doing, who's creating this move on his own um, and they're all saying sort of things like things along those lines until one sharp cookie realises that without their balls they can't do anything in this fight. Um, Anasa then has a big bend backwards shouting that he wants to join in their passionate fight before he throws them all down at everyone below, proclaiming that he's looking forward to joining in. But the weight of his attack just is so much wind pressure that no one can really do anything to help themselves and their targets are just helplessly taken yeah. out. His, his, I just want to say his hero outfit is so cool. Like it's, Oh, I love it. Uh, it looks... I don't think we see it in full... Yeah, we get a bomb of him saying up, but he looked to me like a train conductor. Oh, yeah. He looks Russian. I don't know if it's because of that. See, I think I only thought of train conductor because he looks kind of steampunky and he's got yeah. a hat. <laughs> I guess it's more steampunky. Like, I just thought he was Russian. Like, maybe he's from somewhere cold or he just like, I don't know. He's a Russian train conductor. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the noise of all of the targets being taken out wakes up our sleepy mirror, who is super shocked. 120 people have been taken out in one move and he's so shocked that he's now <laughs> awake and he wants everyone to pass quickly <laughs> uh, this is where we get the the picture of Anasa standing up fully uh, and yeah. he's very happy that he won <laughs> we then go back again to Izuku who's thinking about Yoshido's Shindo's quirk and that it would be hard to use in urban areas which is what you were saying earlier yeah um, and then it made me wonder if his school is in a more rural area with the mountains, and he went there because it would be easier to train his, train his quirk, um, where he yeah. didn't have to worry about taking out buildings and things. But mm. That's for another day. Yes. Izuku notices that he's on his own after everyone's been split up, and he needs to find someone else, or he's done for. Um, and he can't make up for the year of training that they've missed out compared to everyone else by himself. He then There's two flashbacks in this episode, one in the, the first half and one in the other one, I didn't really like either of them. So this flashback is of him when they met in NASA yesterday and it's of Yoshindo using his move earlier. And he's thinking that they're fighting strong people but he's still getting really pumped by it. I didn't really think... Well, it's only quick, but I didn't think we needed the flashbacks. But hey-ho. Yeah, especially the, the first one especially. And like the second one, we already got it like the episode before and I was just like, really? No... Hmm. But they gotta they gotta pad some time. Like this is one I think where they're like, okay, we need to like get every extra second we can. We could have seen more Chicken Boy. It's not One Piece levels yet. <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> zoom in on some of these characters. Uh. So just as Izuku starts to drift off while he's thinking about um, how strong one else is, we see the girl from Shuketsu just 
jump up and spring over him while also knocking out one of his targets and backflipping over the top of him. Uh, She tells him off as staring into space and that it's weird that he's smiling even though he's in trouble. We find out that her name is Kami Otoshimi and she thinks Izuku is cool. (laughs) I love that she brought up the smiling because it made me think of All Might. Ah, yeah, good connection. Yeah. Oh, I was supposed to say, uh, what's it? Inasa, he took out 120 people, which is crazy. And when he said that he was joining in with the fight, he didn't even really join in with a fight. He just threw, like, he just threw all the balls at him. It's not like a, a big a big fight to join <laughs> into. He just, he just ended the fight. And the other people were just, like, standing there. They weren't even fighting. And then he just comes in and he's like, this is done now. Yeah, with the the people you said they weren't fighting, I thought that was a strange thing that the anime had changed because in the manga you see that they are there's a scene of all of them fighting together, and then you get a shot from a top from Inasa's point of view where he can see like different um, clouds of smoke and things as people are fighting, but the anime went for staring them just standing around. Which if you're going to add filler in, you'd think adding like a quick action shot of different people fighting in even though i guess it would be more expensive to do yeah i think that would be the more interesting option but hey ho because it seemed it seemed more like they were like schoolmates or something it didn't it was just like you just came to attack the schools to go you got passionate fights like no we're just like having a conversation yeah <laughs> but it's a test so there's no breaks as we learn when like kami's like no flashbacks for you <laughs> i wish she didn't if she interrupted the like mid flashback it would have been a lot funnier mm. oh Yes. Um, as she like stares at him, there's some e- some eerie sort of screeching noise in the background. Um, Izuku mm-hmm. gets nervous and gets a big sweat drop. I notice that Kami, her targets are on the side of her arm and the side of her thigh, which I think is where I would have put mine because at the side it's like a narrower target for people to hit. Yeah. Though I guess if someone's standing at the side of you and you don't see them, it it would be easier for them to get you without you noticing they're there and defend it. Mm-hmm. But as it breaks into the first break we get a, a big sigh which we don't usually have it's usually the the intro and exit music but instead there's a hmm. oh, i didn't notice that that's cool yeah i went back on the last few episodes and it wasn't there before so i guess they just put it in now to show that it's a creepy situation yeah uh and we learn that Ciro likes oranges and inessa likes passion it's like okay <laughs> i feel like inessa and uh kirishima would get along and Ochako says uh, it was a forceful divi- division. Uh, someone could have died. And she realizes if she calls out to someone from another, another school will target her. But they sh- her friends shouldn't be too far away. Uh, she doesn't want to fight alone against a team. She has to find everybody. She has to be calm and careful. And I love that she calls herself sneaky gravity. Yeah, I was thinking is that going to be one of her new moves? So like if she um, uses her floating so that it it hides her movement sounds. So, like, if you're Jiro and you're listening in, you wouldn't be able to hear her movements. Yeah. And I think we see that she lost her helmet. And then we go back to Kami and uh, Midoriya. And she says, in places with a melee like this, expert people go to places they already have intel on. That's why I came to you. Since possibility UA could be taken out early, didn't want to miss out a chance to interact with prestigious schools. I want to know more about you all. It's just like vaguely creepy. It's just and from what we know so far, she's like, oh, I just I met you, so that I know more about you. And Deku points out she talks a lot. <laughs> uh, 
and he thinks Katsubetsu will be here soon as a group. There's no time for leisurely chat, and he's sure she understands that. He wonders, like, does she have teammates coming to help her, or is she just confident by herself? And she begins to throw a ball. Deku dodges, thinking he has no choice. He has to make sure he doesn't get out, but she's gone, and is already coming at him saying, I just need to punch with a ball, right? And it is very simple. You don't actually need to throw, just attack with the ball. And Deku dodges and tries to throw back, but she's gone. And suddenly she's behind him. And she asks, do you think my quirk lets me disappear? And Deku says, uh, shoot, whether as an attack or as an oh shoot, I can't tell. But she just pushes him down to the ground, grabbing his hand. And she says, I was just hiding. Uh... And Deku is very confused. She says it's a technique that she makes her opponent's eyes and ears turn away from her presence. She just holds her breath and clears her mind, and then she disappears. And it's just like, that's, that seems like a lie. Like, that just seems like such a weird thing. It, it, I'd forgot, someone, I saw someone a while ago say that, um, when she talks about this, it makes them think of, uh, Hagakure's invisibility uh-huh. that she can maybe mm-hmm. make herself go invisible for a small amount of time and maybe she's if Hagakure is the traitor then maybe in there maybe they're in cahoots together oh and then we... and I'd completely forgotten about it until Same. this I guess because she has so much exposition talking it really hammers it home, home more in the anime than it does in the mm-hmm. manga because I didn't really pay attention to it in the manga I was just like get to the action get to the yeah. action it's so weird. She's able to hold him down, and I think Deku is probably still hesitant to use one for all against a person, so she's able to hold him down. But she has him well and truly pinned. Her knees are right on top of his knees. She and I just love that she's wearing heels. It's like, really? How? And the hardest part is to clear my mind. How is she doing it in heels? Yeah, but I guess they're, they're not huge heels. I guess they could also mainly be used for attack, like hitting people with heels is hard. But also just running in heels is hard, which she probably practices a lot. Oh, I hope it's not their school uniform and she just wants to wear heels. Yes. Imagine being like, oh, you women, heels. I would treads for school. I'd be like, I cannot walk in heels for that long. Uh, and Deku wonders if that's something she learned at Shiketsu. Yeah. And she says the trick is not to think of it as training. And we get a bum shot of her. And she says, oh, we both want to know more about each other. My turn. And her lips are very close to Deku. She asks, why do you want to become a hero? Is it for honor, pride, for someone else's sake? And we get a really cool shot of her eyes. And she says, I want to know more about you. She sounds more and more enthused. And she sounds like someone, if you think about it. But we'll save that for the spoiler section. Uh, And Deku manages to push her off with full cowling. There's a big blast from the ground. And Ketsubetsu is here. And... There's a long finger hero with a hand on his shirt. I guess he's the handy hero. Did finger guy remind you of, um, you know, Bakugo's friend from uh, from school at the start of the series ah. who had the longer fingers and wanted to go pickpocketing? Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. I think it, it, it looks like him. Maybe it is him. I don't know. And there's a guy who looks like Golette from Pokemon, like the ghost rock guy. There are so many strange characters. This, oh, yeah, this is where we see the spider guy, the one yeah. in the... Oh, yeah. Sorry. And there's also my fa- my personal favorite is angry, big hair lady with a sword. And there's a robot-looking dude and boomerang. I think that me. I think I mean the boomerang guy from earlier. 
Okay. And Deku's like, oh no, I wasn't able to find anybody, and he's against a big group. Yeah, no, this is where we see the guy, the little kid that's on the to- the toy truck. What's his deal? So I just realized that spy- the guy who looks like a spider, is he Spider-Man or Man-Spider? I think he's actually an ant, so he's- he is Ant-Man. But if he was a spider, all crime would end. I think he's a spider because they, when they, one of the points where they jump out, a big sort of net comes out of the ground, doesn't it? Oh yeah. And I think that must have been him. But it doesn't look like he has a, He doesn't have enough legs. Oh yes, one, two, three. If you count his legs, like it's still just six. I guess we don't see his full, his full body, do we? Because it's, it's angled the mm. shot. Yeah, but I guess the the webs make it like yeah, he's a spider, but. It just makes me think of, there was, like, a Tumblr post about how if the cop, if cops rode uh, giant spiders instead of horses, there would be no crime. And it just makes me think of that, because it's terrifying. And then there's a guy in, like, Egyptian getup, and there's a small child with a car, and, like, a paper cutout, and then, like, another shapeless toy. It's like, what is, why is there a child there? I think they're people. I think they look like shadow cutouts of people that he's holding, because one of them's yeah. got the big arms going up, and then the legs, and you can see yeah. his head in between the arms. If people aren't sure what we're talking about, I've print-screened this picture of the possible hmm. spider-slash-ant-man, the Arabian-looking man, and the kid on the toy truck who's possibly holding up shadow people. I've print-screened it and put it on my Twitter. And he has, like, a band-aid, or... I, can't, I thought it was a band-aid on his hair, but maybe that's just his hair. But... That's, that's weird. I wonder if it is a kid, did he, like, get bumped up because he was really good and he can, like, cut the shadows out of people and control them? Why does he have a car? <laughs> it kind of looks like Ness. Horikoshi must have a great time yeah. creating all these funny characters in the background. Were they in the, was Karagai in the manga? That's what I want to know. Probably. Yes, all three of them uh. were. I went, I went back and tried to look for all of them. And even, um... Even chicken guy. <laughs> Yay, chicken guy. And Deku thinks he made the worst case scenario a reality. And here they come. And Spider Man Spider attacks him with webs from underground. And everyone throws balls. And Deku thinks, dodge, just dodge. And a metal, a metal thing with eyes chops at him. And Ochiko appears asking if he's okay. She says, over here, hurry. Deku wonders if she has a plan. There's an insect-looking guy, a pink antlers guy with a bug helmet. There's a generic hero and a bear boy. I love bear boy. He just has a backpack. He just wants to go to school. And Ochiko has her helmet again. And she says, out of my way. And she stumbles and falls. And bug-looking yellow guy says he'll take her out and launches his hand. Deku thinks back to when he chose to fight and destroyed his arms against muscular and if he hadn't, he might have been able to save Kachan back then. And if he had, All Might wouldn't have had to fight All for One. That's it's just it's like, oh, I just feel bad. Like, guilt of Deku. It's just like, oh, it's a gut punch. Yeah, I preferred this flashback more to the up more than the other mm-hmm. one, but I still, still weren't the biggest fan. Yeah. Uh, and if he'd be able to protect Kota and get him to Ayazawa, he'd be able to go after the villain sooner. But Deku launches himself to save Ochiko. And he says, I'll focus on training my legs because I should have gotten there sooner. Uh, Deku catches her, and Ochiko has big boobs, thanks for letting us know, show. Uh, in, <laughs> in order to save others, you have to be able to take care of yourself first, which I think is like a great line, that Deku's finally like, okay, I can't keep wrecking stuff. And like, it's actually bad. Yeah. 
and Deku does an awesome spin kick, still holding her. He blocks the ball with his foot. I just love we hear the iron clink, and so they think, damn, he's making us lose our footing, and Deku looks amazing. Like, I took a screenshot of it, because it's just, like, it looks so cool. And Deku runs away, still holding her, and it's just like, she can run for herself, but I think it's also maybe that if Deku, as we learn later, he's probably already suspects it's not her, so actually holding on to her is, like, a way of making sure she doesn't attack him. Yeah, it would take time as well for him to bend down and put her down safely and then run off again. So I guess it was just quick of him to just True. keep on going. Mm-hmm. I'll be getting the flashback again of hearing All Might say it's more effective than a stopgap. And Deku says, it's just as All Might said. It's like, we didn't need that flashback. And he decides until his body catches up, he won't use All for One at 100%. Oh, okay, he won't use one for all 100%. They just give Deku the evil power, so I don't have to keep confusing the two. Uh, but till then, the instant his iron souls make a strong impact, the toes spring back, so he gets two hits in one. I always forget that. That's really cool. Uh, the support item makes up for lack of power and the pull of his legs. I'll make my legs stronger and become the hero I hold as my ideal. I keep my ideal. Because they changed the theme song, though. And a uh, tired guy yawns, saying, We finally got the 30th person. Still a long way to go. He asks him to hurry up. And they say, UA is fast. Are they hiding or just gone? Others, sure, they're close. And they wonder, isn't this inefficient? Because they're finally realizing, they, they are finally realizing now what Deku and I guess like Eraserhead and Joke pointed out that just throwing blindly isn't very smart. No. Uh, Deku peeks out, thinking no one is chasing them. Ochiko says, sorry, I messed up. Deku says, no, it's not that. And I, I, lo- I kind of love this moment, because it plays romantic music as she stares at his back, and she blushes, and she stares down, and she tries to put a ball in the hole in his side. Her smile turns creepy, and Deku slaps her hand away. Yeah. And the music changed as well, didn't it? It went from romantic to eerie. Yeah, and then there's silence as the ball lands, because we let it hear it like echo, like as a noise as it falls. And she asks if she's from Shiketsu. And she goes, huh? And he says, Uraraka has been training her quirk so for a short time can ignore side effects and use it on herself, but you didn't even try to use it, even though you're in danger. And Deku backs away, and above all, showing yourself to an enemy with no plan, that's not the Araraka I know at all. And her face is shaded, and she laughs. If you save me even though you noticed, does that mean you're trying to use me instead? And she just melts, and that's so creepy. Yeah, it's such a good moment for Izuku and Uraraka shippers. Yeah. Because he's got such insight into her, like her abilities and her personality as well, to clock that all into one and not re- and realize that it's not her just from one just from one mistake just a few seconds and that's what's again like speed like being a pro seconds matter like you have to be able to make split second decisions and like even though he realized it he still saved her because he didn't think that far ahead but he's glad I, i'm glad i saved you because if you're not a raka then you couldn't have floated away and the way you fall you would have injured your back which is so cute because, like, he's so concerned yeah. about, like, he even, like, thought about that. It's like, because she could probably land fine, like, spin in the air or something. And then, oh, I see, so that's why you did it. And there's gross gray slime, and we see Kami's mouth. I want to tell, I want you to tell me more about yourself. Like, she is, like, trying to learn more. And Deku's like, can't we do this after the exam? And, <laughs> and the face he makes is amazing. Because he thinks that to himself, he doesn't say it. 
about Deck, and she's like, why is this girl, like, hitting on me so hard? Uh, and she asks, if you'll save anyone, where's the boundary? Where do you draw the line? And that's just like, that's a really cool line. Cause it's like, exactly, like, someone's like attacking, like, if this was life, this isn't the life or death situation, but if it was, he couldn't have made the same call. Yeah, and if he, because she technically is his enemy anyway. Mm-hmm. And she's naked, but her skin doesn't match her hand, head and hands. So it could be something like her quirk that, since she's like slimy, that like it's in flux for what she can do. Because she can do clothes for some reason, which makes no sense at all. But she, I guess it's mainly just censorship because like if she, they can't, it's harder to have her like running around naked and have it covered up all the time. Well, in the manga, it can be like a, it can get like one spot where you have like speech bubbles covering it. Yeah, I went back to the manga and the whole way through until until the bit where she's on the rock and she's talking to them, up until that point, she's fully naked and there's no distinction of colour with the, the grey and things on her body. But it's just as she's moving, the, the, the sloppy bits from where she's transforming are there to cover things mm-hmm. until she's on the rock and then she's all one colour. So it's like there's no grey there. And it's like you said, because of the movement in the anime, yeah. it's more difficult to cover things with little... Itsy bitsies. Yeah, and Deku says, "Your clothes? Why are you naked? Please put something on." And I kind of love that. Like she's naked, but it's actually like it kind of gives her power in the scene because Deku like is just like he can't look at her and he doesn't like want to attack. So it's actually like kind of a power move that she's actually using it against him. But it's also like just put on clothes. Uh, and she says she will after just she does what she wants to do, and. I, again, it doesn't make sense. She could do clothes. Uh, she slices at him with her long fingernails, scratching his face, and he wonders what is wrong with her. Because exactly is that <laughs> the way she's attacking is not putting a ball in, and she moves very cat-like. She launches herself at him, but tape comes in between them. Zero, the sensor hero, <laughs> and he, he asks, "What is this enviable situation you're in?" And Siro yells for Uraka, who does this awesome backflip over him, and she does release right over top of Kami. But she misses her. I have a question about Siro. Did we, have we, up to this point, have we seen him create multiple lines of tape from just one elbow? Because he's creating three lines of tape from one elbow here. I don't know if, I don't think we've seen him do it before. He's only been able to create one from each. I think we might have seen it when he was doing the practice that he was able to produce more but I think that was even one so I guess it's, it's like a big step up and I just remember like in the manga he kept his helmet down for so long I was like is this actually Ciro his helmet really creeps me out even though it's like a, it's like a tape dispenser which I only realized this episode but I still whenever it's down I don't trust it mm-hmm. and she tries to hit Kami but misses and she thinks what amazing reflexes and Kami thinks Things are just getting good. Too bad. She really, 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 really wanted to talk to you more. But it's impossible to like this. She's such a nosy Nelly. <laughs> oh, it's it's really too bad. Ochika Uraraka. He really trusts you a lot. And again, full names. And she runs. And Zero says, stop molesting. <laughs> I wonder, was it, was it pervert? Or what is the... I forget what the word is. Or I mean, like, what was the Japanese word originally? Was it like hentai or whatever pervert is that I know Frankie says it a lot. I think it, I think it might have been that. Yeah, it could have been hentai. I don't know. Yeah. And Deku says you don't have to follow her, and Zero pivots almost like he's about to fall, and he says, "Why not?" 
Deku, it might have been her quirk, but she isn't wearing her clothes or her targets. That's the important part. There's a still a chance she might come after us, but considering the time we have left and everything, it would be hard to get a point off of her. And, like, that's something that makes, like, how is she able to take off her targets? That's, that's the part where it's like, something's wrong here. And he says, more importantly, are you two the real thing? And Deku is so cute because he's worried. Uh, and I guess he can't tell about Ciro. Ciro might be harder for him to read because he knows him, but he might not know him like he knows Uraraka. Yeah. And Ciro says, what are you talking about, Midoriya? And Deku is like, well, actually, the girl earlier transformed to look exactly like Uraraka. And Uraraka screams and blushes as Ciro grabs Deku and asks if she was naked and shakes him. Uh, was this was this in the manga? No, it wasn't. They in the manga, all that happens is Izuku asks, "Are you the real ones?" They're like, "Uh, yeah, we are." <laughs> and then they cut to the scene, the the next scene. We didn't get any of the any of this naked Uraka bit. Yeah. But the only bit from this scene that I really liked is that when Siro starts to get his like shaking, they're like, oh, "Was Uraka naked too?" His uh, helmet flops open. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Deku asks if that's what he's concerned about, and he says, yeah, she was wearing a costume. And they, they're like, okay, so the molester's quirk is to turn into others. And Deku says, probably. So he's not sure. I love that Deku's like, he's like, I just had the information I have here, and I guess we could conclude that, but we don't know for sure. Mostly because he also knows about the weird disappear. And Siro says, the other schools really know a lot about us, huh? They even know Uraraka and you are good friends. And Deku kind of logics it out. Maybe it's because we were in the same cavalry battle in the sports festival. That bit wasn't in the manga either. Yeah. And Ciro has his mask down again, and it stresses me out. And Deku asks how they found him. And this is, again, like, all extra, but it's kind of like Deku, again, kind of, like, making sure. And Ciro says they, he saw a fight and rushed over, and then he met up with Uraraka on the way. And she's glad they made it in time. And this is when I realized Ciro's helmet is a tape dispenser, and I'm mad about it, because how did I not realize this before? Uraka says that now there's three of us. Becca says, but 30 people have passed already. We have to hurry. It'll hit 100 before we know it. And we cut to Todoroki, uh, thinking other guys are moving around in groups of 10. I could attack first, but it'd be annoying if there are people with a quirk I was weak against. Ideally, another team will attack each other and bring down their numbers before I attack. But then the announcement says 52 people have passed, no 53, and 230 have failed since many people have taken out more than one. So now 54, so it keeps, it's going up very, very fast. Less than half left, hurry up and finish, and he sounds like he's dying. And Todoroki can't just wait around. Someone throws a ball and he sets it on fire, it falls, and there's a team of multicolored masks. Oh no, the Transformers, the Sentai team! And I guess they're... Yeah. <laughs> they're all. I guess they're all supposed to be from one school, but I, I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep comparing it to the main. In the manga, they're not. They've all got different outfits. So like, there's one guy that kind of looks like a a pineapple tree, <laughs> and then there's a guy that's got like a, a mutant ninja turtle kind of like shell on top. Mm-hmm. But here, but the, there's we don't actually get in the manga. We don't really get a fight scene mm-hmm. of Shoto. So I guess for ease of animation, they just made them all look like one yeah and just like ninja they're ninjas they're not Roto any they say as expected of the runner-up say you're Todoroki right can't believe uh someone from UA is acting alone uh that'll get you into trouble don't you think one in on ten what are you doing and a lady there's a lady with like blue bangs sticking out 
And Todoroki says, thanks for saving me the trouble of finding you. Very sassy. Uh, and the red one in red says, aren't you cool? And they launch balls at him. He ices them and freezes just two legs. So I guess it's kind of a way to make sure they don't die of like hypothermia. And it says Todoroki. And Todoroki says, are you sure you watch the sports festival? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's such a stupid move. That's not going to take him out. Yeah. What were they thinking? <laughs> and Red says, of course we watched it. And he throws a nut down. I think that's what you call it. Like there's nuts and bolts and the nut is like the circle. Yeah. And it gets big, but blocked with ice. And he, he thinks, oh, a quirk that makes things bigger. Uh, we get a very cool shot of Todoroki as the ice is flying. It's like, he looks he has, looks cooler than he is. Like, yes, he has a right to look cool. I can't say that. He's, he's very badass. And and that that's not it. And then they throw nails. And I wonder, Todoroki wonders, should I go all out? If there's more of them, it could be bad. And the ice shatters, I guess, from the nuts, from the nails and bolts. I just want to think, like, the nail part is something that could, like, seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. And here's, okay, I'm not sure about this, but the ice breaks into squares and it looks like something Yutaka Nakamura might do because he did the fight with Midoriya and Deku, but it also could just be animators being inspired by them, by him. So I guess it's, it's probably not, but for a second I was like, wait a second, I know these squares, but I think it's just people being inspired by it because I think they would have announced it and there are people, and like, it would have been a lot flashier. And the bolt goes flying but he stops it with flame, and he wonders, even if I couldn't melt it at all, it doesn't affect... Even if I couldn't melt it at all, it doesn't affect it at all. And I guess, like, he needs to learn the melting points of different metals. And also, read Dr. Stone. Yeah, it, it takes a really insanely high temperature to melt any sort of metal. Yeah, like, I, 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 I did some Googling, and iron melts at 1,538 degrees Celsius. And, like, he... Like, you couldn't be able to go, like, just a quick flash of fire be able to get that hot. It would, unless it was, like, blue flame or, like, he would need to train up a lot to be able to do, like, that kind of temperature. Yeah. And Red breaks free from the foot ice by dropping nails on his feet. And he says that's because, because they're not ordinary metal. It's made of tungsten. Again, plate read Dr. Stone, which can take super hot temperatures. 3,422. Uh... I guess, like, dropping nails on his feet, I guess he has, like, iron shoes or something, because, like, that could hurt. And I guess this, is, this is, isn't really him, like, his quirk being good. It's just him being smart and having, a, like, talking to his, uh, what do you call it, supply, hero tech person to do stuff. Uh, and he breaks his ninja friends out. And didn't I tell you, Todoroki, if you're a UA student, acting alone shows you're overconfident. And Todoroki just looks determined. And like you said before, this is a special fight in general, as it was just a single panel in the manga. But I think it's really good to kind of get a chance to see what other people are doing. And kind of like to that Todoroki is a little bit too cocky. Even though like he's powerful, he doesn't think like, and he gets, tries to think things through, but sometimes he does think like, oh, if I could just fire an ice and it'll just work out. Yeah, I just didn't like the... I didn't like the... Um... I didn't like the bit where they were saying like, "Oh, you thought like where Todoroki thought he could melt metal," because we know he's a clever guy. Like that would be a stupid thing for him mm -hmm. to think, but it's just a quick scene that's been added yeah. in, so it doesn't really take as much analysis as we put in. <laughs> yeah, because that's not actually like in, like we saw in the manga. He actually has a different problem during this fight, and they'll probably do that during the next episode. I guess do we want to? Okay, well, how did you like this episode? Like, what would you give it five out of five? 
or just don't have don't I, I don't like ratings that much like just talk like how'd you like it I really liked it the only bits that I didn't like were the flashbacks but I'm I, mm-hmm. I think after watching because I was such a big Naruto fan and I like One Piece mm-hmm. so much I don't like any flashbacks in anime now it gets me nervous <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just don't like it when it's just like if we get the same flashback episode after episode like we've gotten the All Might one at least like two or three times now and we're just like we get it it's stopgap please stop telling us every five seconds yeah but overall like I liked it and again it's like I also I kind of love that it ends on the Todoroki thing because it kind of hooks you a bit like they managed to always have a hook end, like a cliffhanger ending I guess is what you would call it I am glad we'll see more of his fight yes and I love like they managed to do the Kami thing in one and uh, I know, like, maybe some people are mad about the censoring, but I think that's good, because that way it's not just, like... And they didn't they didn't overdo it. They didn't, like, zoom out in our boobs at all or anything. I don't really remember if they did. I don't think they did, but... No, I think they had... They had the only bit was where she was sort of pressing... Pressing against him was a bit... Mm-hmm. It's a bit extra sexy, but... She's a sexy character anyway. I don't know how they're going to nullify it down. Like, even when she's not... No, she's still wearing a super tight yeah. outfit. And like, she's, she's just a sexy character. It's cool. I like her. She's a sexy character who's 15. So that's kind of iffy in general. Or if it, we... Oh, no, because she's, she's a year old, isn't she? So she'll be either 16 or 17. 16 or 17. Still iffy, but I guess it's like kind of her actually yeah. using it. This is actually an instance of it being like strategy a bit. That, like... You get teenage boys, and then there's a naked girl, like, and then that, like, that kid's like, oh my god, ah! Like, he's just being, like, nervous about it, so it's kind of strategy, but it's also just kind of like, look, there's a sexy lady! And it's just like, really? But, eh, I'm okay with it. Should we do the, the, the spoiler segment? The spoiler section, yes. So if you are an anime-only viewer, turn off now, because when we're discussing the anime in relation to what we know about the manga currently. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers! I wonder if it's more difficult for um, Toga to create clothes in her quirk. I don't know how she creates the clothes though. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense that she can make clothes from blood. It doesn't. No. I guess maybe she can just like adjust her body that she can. She needs blood to do the physical stuff and to be possibly able to copy quirks. But inanimate objects, just like clothes, she might be able to create. I guess that's kind yeah. of the logic of it. She has, like, a more malleable body. Yeah, I wonder if it takes off, to create the clothes, if it takes off um, time of how long she can use oh. her quirk for. Mm-hmm. But then, so then if she's just nude like she was here, yeah. it's easier for her to use. Yeah, and she could only do, like, Uraraka for a little bit, because she only got a bit of blood. So there's, she was probably, like, the reason she attacked Deku was also just because her time was literally running out of being Uraraka. Yeah. But I think she, she scratched Deku here, but I don't know if she was able to siphon off blood, because she doesn't have her machine here, and she didn't, like, lick it or anything. Yeah, I don't know where she'd collect it other than just on her fingernail. Maybe. <laughs> just keep that fingernail like that until she leaves. Because I still, I think, like, during the overhaul fight, she, like, appears as Deku above ground and calls for somebody, and it's not, and, like, you're like, wait a second, that's not Deku, but it was her, like, strategizing to be able to, like, get away safely. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I think that's 
And also just the fact that, like, when she says, like, oh, I want to find, like, people go for what they're familiar with. It's kind of hinting that she's more familiar than De- with Deku than we know. Like, she already met him during the training camp thing. So it's kind of, like, giving us a bit of hints earlier. I wonder if her and Shigaraki compare Deku notes. <laughs> because they're both obsessed with him. Yeah. The anime did a really good job of showing just how creepy she was and now and likening it to what we know of Togo already. Yeah. Like, even with the voice and the way she speaks and things. Yeah, like, that's what, when she was getting very enthused, I realised, like, she really, really sounds like Toga. But I think it is a different voice actress. Did you get Hagakure vibes from when she was talking about, you know, when she, she really focuses and then she can hide easily? No, I didn't, I didn't think about it, but I do mention it now, and I kind of, it made me think that I wonder if All for One put a different quirk in her so that she's able to do that as well. Possibly. It also made me think of Sue's Sue's ability. You know, she makes herself go invisible. Mm. Well, or not invisible, but she blends into the background. But, like, if she's not lying in it, is something you can learn. I wonder if Deku would ever learn it. Because that would be very good, like... Or she's just moving super fast. Like, that... And it's never been brought up again. Like, it isn't something that Toga ever really does. When she, Yeah, like, I think in the overall fight, when she was fighting Eraser, she didn't really do any vanishing things. So it's it's so Is weird. Is she just a ninja? She's just a ninja. She should actually be the one fighting Todoroki with the ninja squad. It's just I don't know. To- Toga's a big mystery because we know more about her, but we also still don't really. I'm so excited to learn more about the League of Villains. Bam. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that. Oh. Um. I guess. The next, the next thing is going to be Bakugo with the meat potato guy, right? Or is that in another Yeah. Thing? No, it, we see... So I guess we're going to see Shoto's fight first, yeah. but I, I'm hoping it's not going to be that long because from what we did see at the end of this episode, I didn't like it too much. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it'll be Bakugo versus the meat packer. <laughs> That's such an amazing name. But I do love we're going to get to see what the Yu-Gi-Oh deck actually does. And Kirishima doesn't get to do yeah. a lot, though, because he's a potato. <laughs> no, but Kaminari does get his really cool moment. Yeah. And now let's move on to the manga segment. This is going to be our manga segment, where we talk about the new chapter, which is chapter number 192, entitled The Todoroki Family. But before that, we have uh, just a little bit of news. So Horikoshi has said that because this is the fourth, the fourth year of the manga, he's celebrating it with a new character poll. We're not sure how we'll vote, how if we'll, or if we'll be able to vote. We should, I think we can, but we're not sure how we'll be able to vote uh, in the West. But if we find out, we will put it on our Twitter page. But in celebration, there's a colour spread. Oda, who hmm. writes for, who is obviously the mangaka for One Piece has drawn Luffy with a message to Horikoshi which says Horikoshi can keep up keep at it with the movie and then Horikoshi I believe drew the Izuku yeah because the writing's different and his response was I'm doing my best I feel like a teacher talking to a student but who knows it's very very cute like I I think Horikoshi looks up to Oda a lot but now they're equals really yeah it's very sweet so, oh, do you want to? Should we start talking uh, about? Oh, there's it, a new Vigilantes chapter that just came out. I forgot to mention the new segment, chapter thirty-four, called Rampage. And there's also a spin-off for 
uh, one shot about Melissa from the movie. And it kind of goes into what it means to be a hero or how you can be a hero. And I just want to talk a bit about the color spread because I just love that, like, everyone else is kind of matching it. But Eraserhead's just like, no, I am not changing clothes ever again. You guys made me do it once and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> so he's just like, no. Yeah. yeah. And Hawksaw has red wings, which is really cool. We didn't know that before. I thought they were going to be like silver or something, but red's nice. And he is blonde. Yeah, I didn't know what color they'd be. I don't know why, but I thought yeah. he would be blonde, and I thought his wings would I guess, like, his, well. his wings will look cooler on fire because they're red. And I guess also, I just love the hammer pants. Also, the gloves they're wearing really make me think of the gloves Deku just normally wears. And also, it looks like um, the mm. shins, like, the school that's in the anime right now, the, the ones that have those hats, it kind of looks like their uniform. Yeah. Ah, uh, the Shigetsu hats. Yeah, it does. I wish we could see because where is it? Who's got his uh his hands crossed? Obviously making the four with both hands. I wish we could see by his shoulders because Otrako's oh. wearing the little flower lapel that the other girls don't have, and I'd really like it if he had a like just a small flower lapel as well. But we'll never know. Oh, be cute. I'm mostly. I'm just mad. Kirishima's not in this. Or Ida. Like why? Yeah, so it's just a weird choice, but I guess it's, like, the main... I don't know, he probably just, like, picked out of how he's like, okay, I want to put these ones in. And, oh, they have cool boots. And Deku's just like, no, I have to wear my red shoes. I've just noticed their belts. So he's, he's got, a like, a, a metal thing coming down on his left yeah. side. Yeah. Ochko's got, I don't know, beads. anal beads. Yeah. <laughs> 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 from your anal beads comment a few yes. episodes ago it's just in my head now yeah Shoto looks like he's he's wearing two belts I think it's just looks like he's wearing the belts tied off his trout and then another belt over the top you're right yeah and then Jiro's one is the she's the only one you can see side of her belt and it's just a normal well studded belt it's studded yeah very cool and very I guess punk. like they're not it's like four three two but there's no one holding up one finger it's just like what are you guys doing are you counting gas? I guess because they all make up four, don't they? So Jiro's got the three on one hand and the one on the other, which makes four. <gasps> and Ochiko's got the two. Uh, okay, I did not realize. I didn't see her other. I didn't realize her other finger. I was like, are they counting gas? That makes sense. Uh, okay. It's, it's, I love the confetti in the background. Like I love the yellow colors. It's it's very pretty. And uh, Todoroki just looks stunned. He's kind of like what? And Bakugo's angry like usual. He's got a squat to live. Oh, yeah, he is. He's not even sitting on anything. He's just squatting. Squatting. Why? And he's also wearing different shoes than everyone else, just like Deku is. But not the same shoes as Deku, but just different shoes. Because his don't have laces. Or it's harder to tell if they do. Or do they have black laces like um, Todoroki does? Maybe. That's what I was looking at. I was looking at him. They look, he might be wearing the same shoes as Todoroki. But also, like, one of the shoes you can see, like... Okay, so his right shoe, that's our left... Has like you can see the white like shine on it, and that looks like there's no laces. Oh, but no, no, never mind. Momo has the same thing, so his laces could just be higher up. Okay, never mind. I just love how know. angry he is. Okay. Why are you making me celebrate? <laughs> He's like, I want to blow up this confetti. Let me like do something. <laughs> Oh, well. And he's also mad he's not in this chapter. I think that's what he's mad about. He's like, where am I? Yeah. What did you think about the Shonen Jump, just the cover overall, with um, 
he's oh. come on it holding and his his popcorn and his drink and the young all might in the background it looks cool but like it feels like horikoshi didn't like the hand looks really weird to me i don't know why but the hand looks off like it doesn't look like horikoshi no. with the hand and so does the pop- popcorn looks kind of weird, and like so does the All Might, Young All Might looks weird. Maybe we'll get used to Young All Might once we've seen the film, but... But even like the styling of the way he's drawn doesn't look like Horikoshi's drawn. It might have been someone else that, because in the, yeah, in the um, Horikoshi like 23 minutes ago released uh, a statement on Twitter that it doesn't translate very well, but he did mention someone else drawing something, and I wasn't sure if they had drawn the front cover or... The, the image that's up there so maybe someone the other person that he's mentioned drew this oh maybe they drew the all might and like it's like i drew the face of deku but they drew the rest of the body and like <laughs> maybe it's just like Horikoshi's like i don't want to drop popcorn i refuse to draw it and so they just like inserted it in because the drawing it just looks slightly off to me i don't know why maybe we'll find but out it looks nice it makes me want popcorn i want to go see teen titans go i want popcorn so uh, because there's a lot to talk about this week, we're going to read through the manga straight away, uh, and then we're going to come back and talk about the events chronologically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we start with a flashback, ah, oh, not a flashback, a flash forward from where we were before, two days later. You see various people taking away the the debris that was caused. These are some strong looking people carrying mm-hmm. carrying big rocks and lumps of metal away. It's like a tentacle dude or something. Yeah. Oh. And dog man. <laughs> Henna time man. <laughs> and then we see a flat oh, so this is a one's a flashback with oh no, I've forgotten her name. Ah, uh, Recovery Girl. I love her as well, yeah. Recovery Girl and Endeavour. She gave him a big old smooch. <laughs> Say of course I'd cu- I'd come to help. We go way back. And anything for the top hero, naturally. So at the same time she ki- she's kissing to heal him. She's also offering him a Pez. <laughs> um, and then we flash forward to... Well, we just go back to the present time. I don't know why I keep saying we keep flashing. <laughs> it's because the anime got to you. The anime is like, we have to do flashbacks. <laughs> Here on the My Hero Academia podcast, we flash. <laughs> flashy! It's a flashy podcast. We see Endeavour. I do not know how his eye is still there. It's kind of bothering me. I wish he'd lost that eye. It's too much. Yeah, it's yeah, um, and like it seems very intense looking. And we hear narrator saying Endeavor suffered heavy injuries, but thanks to surgery and Recovery Girl's efforts, his life was saved. And then we get another flashback, um, and it's of everyone's favorite bunny hero <laughs> saying in the aftermath, Mirko hopped off again, and she's saying that league really grinds my gears. <laughs> Always so sneaky, right? I'm off to search for him. <laughs> oh, she's so great. And she hops off. Oh, she hops. Oh, oh my God, what's wrong with my words? <laughs> I said, oh, she hops. <laughs> she, she's a horse. She, she's a one piece. She has a one piece laugh. You didn't notice, but when she's in the anime, she will have a one piece laugh. So be ready for that, guys. She doesn't say hop, hop, hop. It's hop, hop, hop. Look it up. Uh, we, we see Hawks and Endeavour walking along. Uh, it looks like they're going to an airport, but they could just be going. They're probably just going to a train station, so Endeavour yeah. can go home. Hawks is saying, "I'm glad you didn't lose your left eye, especially since it would have been my fault." <laughs> and Endeavour's just saying, "Oh, how vain of you to believe that." <laughs> Dave, I think it was your fault. 
Mm. It's my responsibility and mine alone if I get hurt. Mm. And Hawks is just he's such a fanboy. He's saying, can I use that when mm. I get hurt too? <laughs> and I love that he we can see his wings have gotten bigger and he still has that really long feather, but his feathers are his wings are definitely bigger. I wonder now. how many days it's been for them to grow back. Or I think it said two days. Oh, he got out of hostel so quick after Recovery Girl. Yeah, so that quick. is crazy. Uh, and Endeavor says, "Don't think that I'm apologising. More importantly, that Nomu made a beeline straight for us, and right when we arrived in town. Interesting coincidence. Mm-hmm. He's not stupid. All saying, sure is. And then he, th- he thinks, ah, oh, you're kidding me here. But of course, the new top two are going to attract attention walking around near the station. The enemy must have swatted us and jumped on the opportunity." And he's thinking, telling him to get out there and drum up support was just an excuse to position him for an attack that was meant to come the next day. The fact that I'm in contact with the villains has already got to stay top secret. It's also possible that the rumours about Nomu popping up were just bait to lure heroes out to hunt. Anyway, I'd better get in touch with, with the team searching for the League. This is, yeah, watch your back. Hawks is kind of stunned by that endeavor carries on saying as long as we're after those guys we'll need to cooperate to deal with high level threats like that hawks loves the idea of cooperating he really beams up and say oh i didn't know you cared endeavor who knew which makes endeavor just just so angry saying i'll roast you (laughs) i'll roast you up i swear a very back of your thing to say really (laughs) oh it is hawks is saying once my plumage has grown back I'll be airborne and active again. I'll probably it'll probably take just another day or so. So quick. You'll take it easy too, I hope. See you later. And he's he's literally standing at the gates, waving goodbye to Endeavor's back. <laughs> yeah, Endeavor is so huge too. It's just funny that it looks like a son saying goodbye to his dad. And Endeavor waves back. Not looking at it, but it's very cute. And he kind of does a little bit, I thought he was saluting, but I think he's actually just turning up his goggles. And he thinks, is this, is all this really necessary? Oh, this, and then we get flashback. We couldn't, we wouldn't suggest it otherwise. By infiltrating their organization, we'll get them from within and from the outside. These are the two people from earlier who try to get him to be the double agent. And he says, suggest it. Ha, huh. funny calling it a suggestion when it's an offer I can't refuse. I think that's what he's basically like make, referencing like the mafia and like oh but you got the refu-. okay sorry that was bad uh shame on you uh and she says I won't deny it Hawks we, we got lucky that you couldn't make it to Camino and we get a flashback flat like a big flat like to when he was a kid flashback within a flashback exactly uh a child it was a mere child who saved you unbelievable that was a high speed accident find this wonder child quickly and it looks like it was a Tra- like a sorry traffic accident and hero kid he either flew around or maybe he used his little wings and we see two mystery figures saying the kid has been blessed with real talent definitely hero material your family won't want for anything going forward we'll see to that to that little guy and he has a little endeavor toy i, just, I really want to know who these people are? Who are the people who fast-tracked it? Is it the two people talking to him here? And that's why, like, he kind of has to listen to them because they, like, help his family? Or is it other heroes? Like, who are these people who had such a control over his life from, like, when he was a kid that basically made him be a hero? He didn't 
necessarily want to be one. Like, he saved people because of something bad, but they were just like, you're going to be a hero. Yeah, it feels like if it was the two that we see here, their faces wouldn't be so... They wouldn't just be a silhouette. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said it was an Endeavour toy, because I was really trying to work out what he was holding. I was like, is this a candle? It's the <laughs> Endeavour candle. It is very spiky. Like, it's hard to tell, but it looks flamey. It is not safe for a child. That looks pointy. Yeah, and I didn't know where he was supposed to be. Like, if he was at the the accident with them or not, and that was the pavement behind him and the debris. Or if this was in his house. Well, there's squares, so I don't think... It doesn't look like pavement because it's square. So, like, a street would be, like, plain. So this is, like, a tile and garbage. So maybe it's a house. There's, like, a beer can. We don't know. I just, he, even as a child, he does not look, like, super interested. He's just like, I want to play with my toys. I'm glad we know that, though, that his eyes, those are just the markings of his eyes. That's not... Because I thought it was um, eyeliner. It could be. Maybe he wore it as a kid, too. So fashion forward. Yes. Uh... And we get this awesome shot of him, like, kind of holding his chest and his wings, like, flying out. Like, all the coloring on his wings is amazing. And he says, if dirtying my hands... Oh, this is is him bowing to them, kind of being like, okay. If I guess, like, he's kind of furling his wings out. He says, if dirtying my hands can somehow bring everyone peace of mind, I'll I'll gladly take on this, this task. I'm Hawks, the man who's a bit too fast. And he's looking forward, and I love that we can see, like, he has these little earrings, like, they're kind of chunky, like, square ones. A society where heroes can enjoy a little boredom. I'll make it happen, I promise, at my trademark top speed. And it's like, I like his goggles are kind of see-through. He just, he looks sad. And then we cut to the name of the episode, really, the Todoroki family household. They're watching the morning, or like, I don't know what time it is, but they're watching some kind of cooking show news segment. And add your raw egg. Oh, it's a cooking yeah, show. I think it's I think it's a morning show because it but then it changes to the news, so I think it might be some kind of. But they're eating lunch. It's like a breakfast thing or a lunch thing. Like, I don't, it's it's some kind of weird, some kind of news. I bet news segments do this. Like the things will be like, oh, we'll cut from this to this. Daytime TV. Yeah, and we get the sister saying, "Great work, Dad." And we see the tables set for one, two, so four. Okay, and he comes in. He says, uh, "Been a while, huh?" And she says, Shoto got special permission to come home. I invent- I invited his teacher too, but he refused. And it- I did not realize this the first time. Eraserhead is just standing outside having a cat growl at him. Like, why? Did he drive him over there? Like, why is Eraserhead there? <laughs> like, why-, why does... Can't he just go by himself? Why is Eraser there? I noticed it, and I got too into the cat when I read this through first, I was like, why is the cat angry at him? Are we going to learn more about the cat? I got too into the cat. <gasps> it's a sign that a racer heads the traitor. The cat knows that cat knows something. <laughs> and we, we know that he loves cats. Yeah. And there's this mean cat growling at him. <laughs> so maybe it is that he loves cats, but cats don't love him. Because cats like sometimes can like home in on the people who don't like them and then they get all cuddly. So maybe Eraserhead's just cursed that cats don't like him. And it's just like... The world's greatest curse. <laughs> he loves cats, but they just can't stand oh, him. Oh, poor, poor Eraserhead. So he just watches them from afar. Yeah. The next Hero Academia spin-off. <laughs> just, I, I would read an entire manga about Eraserhead trying to befriend cats. It would be amazing. There's a Facebook page of, um, I think it's just called People Review Cats. <laughs> And it's just people in their local area taking pictures of cats being like, this is a four out of five cat. Let me stroke him, but then growled and ran Aww. off. 
I know there's someone who like rates dogs on Twitter, but they all get like above ten every single time because they're good. Do- <laughs> they're dog good dogs, Brent. That's why. Uh, and she says, anyway, amazing job out there. And <laughs> Todoroki does the best burn of all time without his quirk, saying, "Nasty scar you got there." Slurp. And Dever just kind of looks at him. And then we get a shot of both of their scars, because now they both have scars. And on the same side as well. Yeah. Like, okay, Korokoshi said that he does not know about Avatar The Last Airbender, but he is a dirty, he's a liar. Because he, he is, okay, I will, like, I need to go to Japan and make Korokoshi watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, is it on Japanese Netflix? Like, he needs to watch it. It's, like... Also, if anyone listening to this podcast has not seen Avatar Last Airbender, go and watch it now, please, because it's amazing. Okay. Sorry. I love Avatar Last Airbender. <laughs> it's good! <laughs> How, like, I know Horikoshi said he hadn't watched it. He probably, like, generally hasn't, but he should. And Natsu is also slurping. They're sassy slurpers. And, okay, what's, what's the sister's name? Fukumi? What's her name? Fuyumi. Fuyumi. And she's kind of, like, going back and forth between them and says, Hey, you two feeling like congratulating Dad at least? We promised to play nice, didn't we? Their slow joint slurping is hilarious. I laughed for such a long time. It makes me want doodles. Uh, did you think that Natsu looks much buffer here than we did when we than he did when we saw him before? He definitely does. I don't know if it's maybe because he's wearing the like football jersey ish thing or not football jersey um, but like it feels very much like a college boy outfit. And we didn't like, and we kind of saw him from further. I don't, I don't know. He definitely does look a lot buffer. I think he just wanted to show that he was older. He's not even older. He's younger than her. He's 19. Or, yes, he's 19. He just looks super broad. But guys are bigger. He just, maybe he plays football. I don't know. He's buff. And he was just saying, especially since he's making an effort to reflect on family matters, at least don't look so scornful like that. They're still slurping. And Endeavor's like, I can still hear you. And that's who gets up. So. It's, yeah, sorry, sis, I just can't do it. And she says, Natsu! All I can think of is Fairy Tale every time someone says Natsu, and I haven't even watched Fairy Tale. And he moves to leave, and he puts a hand on his shoulder saying, Natsu, if you got something to say, then say it. And Natsu turns to him being like, Say it? That's rich, coming from a guy who never even looked me in the eye. Listen to this. Uh, listen to this. I didn't know Shoto loved Soba until today. Why? Because you never let him play with us failed experiments. Like, they didn't even eat together? I like that Shota is still slurping. Yeah, <laughs> his dedication. The world's slowest slurp. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a flashback of Shoto, for, and the, this flashback we've seen, we've seen briefly before, and it was him looking out the window at his siblings playing outside, and Endeavor saying to him, don't look at them, Shoto, they belong to a different mm-hmm. world from you. And it seems like Shoshi's kind of touched by his words, so he knows that his brothers were upset by it as well as well, his siblings were upset as well as him. Uh, and Natsu, at the same time as Shoto's thinking about this, Natsu's thinking about the words that his mother said to him when they went to visit him a few chapters ago, saying he's not abandoning his past or his family. I know he's trying to make sense of it all. Natsu continues aloud, I got the feeling that mum and sis here want to forgive you. But all I see is the same maniac who all of a sudden is getting rave reviews. You might look like a changed man, but you're not. You abandoned us failures, left us to hear mum's screams and Shoto's cries. And big bro Toya too. Dun dun dun. Yeah, that's the name we've been waiting for. You're being the top hero and beating some big baddie. 
can't erase any of that. Did you decide to have a change of heart? Think we can just hug things out and make up? And he's so angry here, he's really screaming, he slams his fist on the wall. It's sickening. Don't you freaking get that? Endeavour just, he looks down, but he doesn't look particularly remorse or anything, in my opinion. And he mm. says, I'm trying to make amends going forward. And that is too much for Natsu, who just pulls like an angry, shocked face in one thing. That's so... And he darts out of the completely out of the room, saying, sorry, sis, thanks for the food, at least. He zooms <laughs> on. Fuyumi's just left there, upset, saying, Natsu, oh, she should have known. Big sigh. But with Shoto at UA, and finally being able to see Mum again, and now she's starting to cheer up, since you're making an effort, I thought, I thought we might just turn into a real family. She looks very upset. And then she clings on mm. to Shoto. It would make your big sister oh so happy, Shoto. And he is still slurping. He's hungry. He needs his nutrients. And he also loves cold soba. Hot soba. And he's saying, sis, I've never seen Natsu honest about his feelings like that before. He says... He's talking through the noodles. <laughs> poor manners, Shoto. Poor, poor manners. Then we see the air. The TV's gone on to its new segment saying it's been two days since the battle, but public opinion on the number one hero continues to waver. He only barely won, right? Are we sure he can do this? The man was covered in blood by the end, said an elderly lady in the public that they're interviewing. We then cut to two young-looking teenagers talking now. He let that one league villain escape again, though. The other one saying, and hang on, didn't they already catch a bunch of Nomu? How's this guy struggling against one of those chumps? Mm. We flash back into the siblings. Fumi's worried. She says, off, turn it off. Shoto's like, no, leave it on. Mm -hmm. So the news continues. Some remain dissatisfied. But on the flip side, and then we see Endeavour's number one young man. And the flashback of him shouting, don't give up. Just because the other guy's gone, there's still a dude out there risking it all for us. Can't you see? Can't you see? I love him. Can't you see? (laughs) And even on the news, we can see the meme of him. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to a young kid with three eyes, part of the three-eyed One Piece tribe, <laughs> saying, well, I was an Edshot fan, but now, how can anyone not be a fan of Endeavour? Pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, we see another guy with um this one finger that turns into a flame. Wasn't that one a quirk that one of the um the kids in Izuku and Bakugo's class had? She just sort of, one of her fingers turned into a flame at the end. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think we might have seen this before. But he says, I'm a fire type too. So honestly, yeah, I'm pumped about him. Firebenders unite. <laughs> we cut over to some more people in the background. A lady with unusual looking ears and oh, a, a cartoon food guzzling guy. I don't know. <laughs> a food what? Food guzzling. Because his mouth opens so wide. Oh, food guzzling. Oh, okay. He's like a little dragon boy. Okay, that's much better than food guzzler. I was like, what? I thought you were like referencing, like there's he looked like something from like Britain. I was like, what? <laughs> no, I'm just saying he looks like he could eat quick. <laughs> uh, but she's saying that can't you see, guy? That kid was great. Everyone in the back risking it all. Can't you see? <laughs> he kind of turned things around. The can't you see, guy, see kid? has become something of a meme in his own right and we see he's got merchandise he's got his shirt he's got mugs 
what's the one at the bottom? I think someone's changed changed a picture of him and just put Endeavor shouting behind him. <laughs> I want this to become an actual meme. Like I want people to like do this. I want if someone cosplayed as Can't Just See Boy, I would just be like, here's twenty dollars. <laughs> <sighs> we can do it. I like no, it gets pretty easy. You just need like a scarf and like a black coat. And just be frantic and just like point at every endeavor you see and be like, can't you see? I love my gun. I don't know why I'm doing an accent for him, but he's just like, you just need to angrily point that people will know who you are. I need, I need, I would buy a mug of can't you see, boy. <laughs> you just need a scarf, a black coat, and to be frantic. Yeah, so he'd be like, can't you see? Like, you could be like, free. can't you see there's a traitor? Can't you see? Just like, and you could literally, this is very versatile. It's kind of like the. It's the reverse of the the meme of the guy looking at the girl when he walk beside his girlfriend. Or, like, the ch- something is this, changed my mind. So it's like, can't you see that this blah, blah, blah? Like, it, could, it could work. As a, it could work. It's, seeable, it's usable as a real meme. He's even pointing. Like, he could be pointing at anything. He's such a niche character <laughs> that even some Hero Academia fans after this chapter aren't going to know who he is. So there's just going to be one. There's just going to be you frantically running around pointing at things like, can't you see? If I don't cosplay as Jinbei at the next con I go to, I might just be a can't you see boy. Because I will be, and like, anyone who doesn't get it, I'll be like, but also I don't like even like, I think I like this boy more than I like Endeavor. So I'll just be like, can't you see me and just become my... He's become his own hero. What's his quirk? What's his story? I'll follow this manga. <laughs> the meme boy. It just, it'll just be like the same joke every time. He just ends with him being like, can't you see? And just like, yes, I see the car. Please keep walking. <laughs> uh, so the news carries on. Um, uh, this can't you see kid has become something of a meme in his own right. His passionate cries have actually garnered support for Endeavor. Now... Hang on, Endeavor did give us a good battle, but can't you see, kid? And Hawks' contributions were monumental. They united everyone to cheer on the big man. Oh, and Endeavor says, I remember that kid, which is very cute. Like, he knows him. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep reading the news one and then go back to his little thought bubbles. Uh, so the news is carrying on saying, No one can deny that he's facing down a powerful headwind, but now they're aware that we're in the age of Endeavor. Support for him will undoubtedly explode. Yeah, and he, like you said, he remembers that kid, and he starts thinking that intangible something that you built up is crumbling That's down. An interesting line. And then we get Todoroki saying, as a hero, this Endeavor guy is pretty darn amazing. And Endeavor shocked, and he continues, but just like Natsu said, I'm not ready to forgive you for abusing mom. So he- heroes aside. Oh, sorry. So, heroics aside, what sort of dad are you going to be? That's what I want to find out. Sure, the perfect turning point can actually change someone. I know it's possible. So he's talking about when and he's talking about when Maria said it's your quirk, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's talking about. Yeah, I think you're right. He's talking about Izuku. Uh, she says, Shoto, let me get you some more soba broth. And it's kind of this very weird, like, Endeavor's floating around because, like, the slurp sound effects are there. And it's just, like, it's very plain. It's a, it's a funny panel. It just looks like it's floating. I think Fiyumi feels really uncomfortable. So she's like, I'm going to change the conversation back to food. <laughs> yes. And Endeavor thinks to himself, this isn't the way I wanted to be number one. My unease and anger still plague me deep inside. And he does, he definitely seems a lot calmer than he usually does. And we kind of get 
a flashback to him think like when he talked to All Might about what it means to be a hero. He asked, what purpose does our strength serve? The answer, oh no, sorry, this is All Might talking. What purpose does our strength serve? The answer is a simple one. And this is endeavor a power, a reason to dominate. And I, I love this flashback so much just because when he told me that, it came to me in a flash, an ordinary, simple thought. I have to safeguard the future for them. And we get to see Todoroki, such a soft expression, uh, like, like warming the kids around him. It's just like, I love that that's such an important moment, that that's kind of what helped Endeavor realizing, like, I need to take care of the kids, like, this, like these, I need to protect the future of these kids and just the world. And that's the job for whoever's on top. And yet, what about the futures I cut short? I cut short is very interesting. Because we don't know, who we, this could easily be Ray, or it could be the missing son. I think it's both, but that picture is so daunting. Yeah, it's just like, this could be right when after she burned Shoto, or it could be the son. But the, the, it was white hair, so that makes me think that it's not Dabby. Because Dab, Dabby has black, he could easily dye it. But if he had fire powers, you'd think he would have, like... At the, the hair color doesn't always match the quirk, so I, I don't know. The hair's so long, I think it's... I think it's yeah, hard. just demanding forgiveness isn't enough. It's too late for that. At least he knows that. And she says, you're leaving too, Dad? He says, Fuyumi, I'm sorry for everything. He actually apologized for once in his goddamn life. We have an actual apology. Even though I don't... Even though I think he knows that... That's not the, like, it's not the be-all and end-all, and he even knows that, like, I think, I don't, I think, like, I'm just glad he actually said I'm sorry, because I've been waiting for this for, like, ever, so. He, he said I'm sorry, but they, obviously that's not, like, enough, and it's not even that big of an apology, but just, like, at least he said those words, so it's, like, a little bit of a step, like, this, this chapter, okay, we'll, we'll get into it when we talk about it later, but at least he said those words, like, yeah. Yeah, and even before that, when he said the future's eye cut short, so he's taking ownership for what? For what's happened and then he's apologized which is yeah. and the futures i cut short really makes me think that their older brother's dead yeah because i guess ray's had her future cut short because she's in the hospital and like he's not allowed to leave and it just that feels super weird like i don't but I don't, that's no 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 but it just it feels weird but that line is interesting because it makes me wonder if someone died and they god i covered it up that feels like I, that's so i don't know it's so weird and I, Endeavor, he's starting to grow on me. He looks kind of hot. And without his flames. Ugh. Okay. And at this point, I need to atone. There's no other route. That was the wrong thing to say to Na Natsuo. His name's Natsuo? Oh. Yeah. That, that day, it's nighttime. There's the moon. After basic training, I practiced using one for all. Didn't even take a bath. And I can't tell if... Minata is calling him out for being stinky or getting mad at him for going near his room. I can't tell which one. And he just collapsed into dreamland. And dream I did. And we get this weird misty smoke. We just see his hands and his head. For some reason, I thought this was Dabi when we oh, first yeah. saw it. And I was like, oh, no. It's Dabi Flames and also like mist uh, gate, uh, Kurugiri. His stuff looks like this. Next to me stood a gorgeous woman with intense features. She's not smiling, it's sad. And a lineup of other unfamiliar faces. And we get Goggle Man, we get Younger Looking Dude, we get what might be All Might? Or no, because we get... Yeah, the one that's in, the one that's in Smoke. Why is Smoke All Might? Who's the one beside that? 
It's one. I don't know, but it looks like that's his rib cage sticking out. Oh, I thought that was. I thought that was just his like cape or something. Oh, I hope so. I hope it's not his rib cage. I think that might be <laughs> that might be the first guy. Then that might be the. It's weird that he looks kind of like all might. I'm intrigued by the one in the middle that's looking down. So like yeah. either he's looking down because he's just like a, a naturally melancholy character or he something really bad happened to yeah. him. Yeah, and I just wonder, like, is that all the people there were of One for All? Like, people who have had all for one... People who have had one for all. I can't talk. One, two, three, four, five. I thought there was... I thought there was eight. Yeah, so I guess they're not showing some of them. No? Yeah. Because, like, and then he does a little... He does a... I've seen them before, once before, yet much clearer this time. Because he saw them when they helped snap him out of being controlled by Shinso. Yes. Oh, I want... I The anime, I hope, will show us more of them. Like, what... I, or next chapter? Like, I, this... It's so weird. And also, it's kind of like... You've never seen Avatar The Last Airbender, but it's like the lineup of the Avatars. But just like, what does... What does that mean? Like, ugh. Uh, so we get onto the... The last page, which is a double spread, and he's saying the remnants of them all, and it looks like this: these are the original brother, the first owner, and uh, all for one. There, when they're yeah, well, it definitely is because all for one is saying to him, "Why struggle? Join me, my dear foolish brother." But our original hero is saying, "Never, you're wrong, and I can't forgive all that you've done, brother." To be continued. Yeah, that's oh, I just I love the flashback because it makes me think of when I I got a subscriber shown in jump and I started to read Food Wars week to week. But it was really funny that it started in a flashback for uh, Soma's dad. So I was like, what is happening? So I can just imagine if someone next chapter, if it is just all flashback to this, it makes someone starting it being like, uh, what is going on with my hero academia? Yeah, but just like. I want to, like, we might learn the brothers' names. Like, we don't actually know All for One's name. It's his quirk name. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about that for a bit, or did you want to go through, go through everything? And then, because this is, that's clearly going on to another arc, isn't it? So maybe we could make up some yeah. some ideas of what could happen or something. Let's let's go back and try to do... I feel like where Hawks is trying to make, uh, he, he wants everyone to have, like, more more time to do nothing i wonder because he if, if his whole life he's just been he's been he's obviously been pushed to be a hero and now he's just kind of he doesn't want to be a hero anymore but he also can't he can't just give it up so he's like ah oh, the most i can do is ease things so i get some time off there and then finally get some time to just be himself without being pushed it's quite sad that's what i think too is that he just wants to he just wants to live a normal life but he does like he generally does care about people but it's just that, like, you, you're allowed to care about people and, like, you don't have to, you don't have to be a hero. I guess now that he is, he just, like, I can't stop it because people will die. Like, I am, I have a responsibility to these people, I guess. I feel like he does have to be a hero, though, because they've, where they've groomed him and they've, um, they've took care of his family. Yeah. It's... And everything that now, now he has to do it. That's why, like, I really, really want to know who groomed him. Because they almost have, like, they're not, they're obviously a good part of their hero, but it's also, like, they're a little bit too controlling. Like, they didn't ask, hey, do you want to be a hero, kid? And, like, maybe he did. Maybe, like, he has the Endeavor toy, but that doesn't mean that, like, he's, like, he's just, like, maybe he wants to be a truck driver. Maybe he wanted to do, like, literally anything else. Oh, I want to know 
I that also makes me wonder, like, have other kids been forced into being heroes? Like, what's the story here? And you can't ever really get an accurate consent for a exactly. child because they can't they can't completely understand what's going to happen yeah. and the consequences of their chart their choices. So I guess they would maybe go to Hawks' parents, and then you think, oh, what are his parents like? They could just be like, okay, you did this awesome thing. We'll like help you and put some money in, and then when you're eighteen, we'll be like, what do you think? Or I guess. The problem is that hero school starts at like fourteen. So even for, I think fourteen is too early, like almost too early to ask and be like, no, it's fifteen or fifteen or fifteen. Because when we when we first see Izuku and he's fourteen, he's not in um, UA yet. He's just because it's about six months or more or so, isn't it, where he's like beefing up. Ah, okay. When we go on to the Todoroki siblings, I like the difference in opinion between Fuyami and Natsu. So she's a bit older. And I think because she's a teacher, that says a lot about her character. Like, people go into professions and like that for for reasons other than, like, money mm-hmm. and things. So I guess she's surrounded by children and probably, like, many different families, and mostly happy families bringing their mm-hmm. kids in. And that's all she wants is a happy family. Whereas Natsu, who is, even though it's only three years younger, because he's 19, I think she's 22, he's younger than her. He's got a very different, he's got a much more bullshit perspective. I, I like the two differing opinions, and Shoto's just sort of in the middle. Unsure. They cover like the kind of the fandom, so we have like one side appeal being like, okay, he's good now, right? Yay, guys! And then kind of the in between being like, you can kind of trying to separate the hero from the dad, even though they're the same person. He's trying to like, okay, I'm gonna like think about this, and then like Natsu is maybe a lot of people who are just like, no, he's bad, and like I feel like probably last week. Or I was more on the Natsu side, but now I'm kind of being like, it's like I think they handled it really, really well. So now I think I'm kind of like in the middle-ish more. But I think like I think he's definitely handling it well. Like I, I trust Horikoshi now. Like I, like I know people were really worried, and I think like he really did a good job of kind of addressing that. And I don't like I think he probably already had this planned. I think he knows like how he wants to write his story. I like the Natsu doesn't blame Shoto. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean he he's not like you took our dad from us. His attention was all on you. Like, yeah. you know, some people, especially like younger people, go to victim blame. I like that there's there's none of that. That's a great mm-hmm. touch. And Endeavor kind of like de-escalates because he just like, he doesn't get angry back. Like, I think that's really good. Like, he just stays very calm. And that's why I think like, he's trying, like, trying to make amends and then like, not just like, that's so, and he just storms out because it's like, if you're just, it's harder to be like, angry at a person and like, yell at them if they're just like, not giving you back so he's not like feeding the anger even though like Natsu like his anger is reasonable but I think it's good that Endeavor didn't make the situation worse it's just like he feels a lot more like a person here like he has no flames he's just like I think the scar like kind of humanized him a bit it like made it so he's like he's a pro- more approachable now even though his Russian is still like he's not showing a lot it's mainly just like he's being very flat faced and like he's not he's not I don't know if he's He's so much taller than Natsu that I can't tell if he's actually, not to mention like he used to never even look me in the eye. I can't tell if he's looking him in the eye or not here. What, or if he's just looking down at the ground? Yeah. Yeah. But he's so much taller, so it's hard to tell that he could be looking at him. Uh, the only other bit on this is that we, from uh, Caleb, who is the translator on Twitter at CDC Cubed, he's saying that Toya, the name, uh, is made up from the kanji... The first one that means either light, lamp, torch, or burning, and the second one, the ya, is arrow. 
so it, it like it doesn't follow along with um the season's naming and i guess it could just mean like burning arrow which would go into darby's quirk being a fire quirk or he was just really into playing legend of zelda and he like really liked the flame arrows yeah one of the two pick <laughs> pick your side <laughs> uh yeah i just like it makes me want flaming arrow you use to light the funeral pyre which causes cremation which is dabby in whatever language Ooh. so da, 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 da. uh the only other bit i had to add on that is when when endeavor's having his uh thought bubble and the news is on and he says that intangible something that you built up is crumbling yeah. down that's a flashback to when he first started think when he first became number one and he started thinking about what it means to be the symbol of peace. Mm-hmm. Because he's saying that he can feel that symbol of peace that all for one built up crumbling down. And then on the next page we see Shoto talking about Izuku and that he, that fight with him was the turning point for Shoto changing his character around. Mm-hmm. So a turning point for Endeavour was all mine and a turning point for Shoto was Izuku. Yeah. I like those parallels. Hmm. But um, I, th- I think that's all I had for the Todoroki family. Same here, like, yeah. And then we get the flashback, which is just, like, very random, but it's interesting, kind of the start of a new arc. I just, like, what is it? It's just, it's just, like, it's a, like, I wonder if you'll just wake up from this or if it will actually go a full flashback. I think... I, I'm holding out that it actually will go into a full flashback. I think it'd be really interesting, but I almost don't think it will, but I want it to. Yeah, or it'll be like a, a partial mm-hmm. flashback and we'll just see bits and then Izuka will need to speak to All Might about it and he'll explain things, that all, well, the things that he knows anyway. Mm-hmm. And I loved the, like, I can't forgive you after all you've done because this, it's very much like tying that to what just happened with Endeavor. So like, is it comparing Ende- is old so Endeavor used to be like or what he's trying to change from was it more like what uh, All for One did? And why is he having this flashback now? Is it something that All for One is doing from his little prison cell oh, with his mind? Yeah. Is it a fake memory somehow? Or is it just that he's down he's gotten more control over the power that he can control it he can like it's talking to him more and it's like did all might ever get this like it's just this big question i think when uh after izuku had um he saw them quickly when he was controlled by shinzo he spoke to all all might about it didn't he and all might said he'd seen them once before but also we know that the this quirk uh all one for all gets stronger with each user that it gets passed along mm. by so maybe it's got stronger in the 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 possession possession change from All Might to Deku, and that's why Izuku can see it so clearly. All Might even said he was like, "Oh, I'm glad I was there too." And just kind of like, does that mean like is one of the former users like a wild card who's kind of just like, "Go smash everything up," like is one of them <laughs> evil? Like what really happened here? And like I just I'm. Do you have any predictions? Um, my prediction is we won't see any more of the Todoroki family. I think the Endeavor arc's done. I think we'll get we'll get a little mini arc of a flashback, and we might see the creation of one, all for one, one for all. That's I hopefully even like a little mini, like give me a few, like I don't know, 
give you a few chapters of it. That's what I really want. But it might not happen. Yeah. You? I don't think we'll get that much of this. I've been drawn into Horikoshi's plans <laughs> too much. I keep getting Horiko- I keep getting Horikoshi, <laughs> so I'm going to say that we'll see a little bits of this, but not much oh, more. Oh, it'd be funny if someone woke him up, like he's having an important dream, and like Aoyama or Mineta is just like, hey! And he's like, god damn it, I was about to like find out like the big secret or whatever. <gasps> He gets woken up by Oyama and his cheese. It's, oh, not again. Not with his cheese. <laughs> I want to see Oyama. We haven't seen him in a bit. Have Oyama should just come in with some, che- some cheese. That'd be nice. Apparently cheese can give you weird dreams, oh. some type of cheese, if you have it before you go to bed. Oh. It's Aoyama's strange <laughs> cheese that has created this flashback dream. Seems legit. I just wonder, like, we don't even know, like, what's going to happen next with them, like, as students. Like... It's just, it actually is just a big, and it, like, are they going to go back to a very much, like, school thing? Like, that's what usually happens. We get an intense arc. And this is the first time we've really gotten one without Deku a lot. Like, an intense arc, and then it goes to, like, oh, stereotypical. We just got that with the music fest, with the school festival, so maybe it'll be a training thing? Like, maybe they'll have to practice being the Avengers, like, having to really work as a team. That could be cool. I really want to see a natural disaster events thing. Oh, but those always get interrupted by the villains. The last one did. Yeah, but like a, like a landslide mm. or something, the kids were like practicing what you would do in a natural disaster. Because Japan has so many of them that that's such a that must be such a big job Ooh. for the heroes. I'd like to see how they use the different quirks in mm. that. Well, let's say they're like there is natural disaster. They have to go out and help out, just as like not fight. There's no they don't have to fight anybody for the entire arc. It's just saving people and back and go being like I have to be slightly more polite to people if I save them because <laughs> I can't just be angry all the time because it's scary do you some people who are in a very bad situation if someone just comes like yelling at you being like you dumbass what are you doing under that rock i'll be like i'm like in shock fuck off and then he would like kill me <laughs> well okay fuck who wouldn't kill me he would just be like you can stare into the rock then i'll be like okay <laughs> or just like it wouldn't help the situation yeah like don't be angry at scared people is <laughs> basically the lesson but I mean, obviously, I think Baku was a better hero than that. But I think it'd be interesting to see him kind of learn that. So, who, who knows? Horikoshi could literally do any. Right now, he has a blank slate for what he could do. Yeah. Um, I think we might need to leave it there and do the exit bit because go. I don't have much time. <laughs> sure. Okay, so this has been the sixth episode of the My Hero Academia podcast. You can find us at MHA Pod on Twitter or email us at, at myheropodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Choppers Left Anders. You can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart. Shall we plus ultra? Yes, let's go beyond plus, plus ultra. ultra. Yay, Okito. This is My Hero Academia. Plus Ultra Manga, anime, news and more Plus Ultra